welcome to StarCast from Planet Waves. Today's edition is for Thursday, January 19th, 2023. Welcome, my name is Eric Francis here with a reading of the Aquarius New Moon chart, which takes place Saturday, 3.53 p.m. Eastern Time. Before I go there, a couple of housekeeping points. I'm planning today to record the Capricorn Astrology Studio reading. This has been delayed due to inner space. We comped everyone Capricorn inner space. Um, and so thanks to that, I'm going to take a different approach with this um, Astrology Studio. Since we've covered the angle of what you know the immediate influences in 2023 are, uh, in this Capricorn studio. I'm going to go back to the beginning of Pluto and Capricorn and take you through a review of potentially important dates and times and essentially debrief the experience of Pluto in Capricorn uh, for those born with Cap Sun Moon rising, as well as um, everyone, because I think this is relevant information for anyone who might, um, you know, be interested in this kind of both long-range and then also deep personal impact astrology. Of course, Pluto and Capricorns had a huge influence on society. Um, every other story out of the news involves money and banking or the collapse of money and banking institutions and the bailing out of m m money and banking institutions. This is all uh, encrypted in the immediate after effects of Pluto entering Capricorn uh, in 2008. Okay, so uh, one other point is uh, that I will be doing the Aquarius Studio reading on Monday, and uh, we'll, we'll be getting that into people's hands relatively early <clears throat> compared to Capricorn. It's a little easier with, um, with uh, 12 big written and audio readings out of the way. So look for that. That will be a discussion of Pluto entering Aquarius uh, and again, another one uh, that, that would be a fine astrology, let's say, lesson uh, for everyone. So, uh, on to the full moon, excuse me, the new moon in Aquarius, moon and sun in Aquarius. The uh, the sun enters Aquarius on Friday uh, and then followed, uh, a, you know, a day later by the moon and the two form a conjunction in degree number two of uh, of Aquarius. Uh, this is conjunct the minor point Magdalena. I never quite know what to make of this point. If you have done any work around the asteroid Magdalena, um, which I think of as having some association with Mary Magdalene, which I also understand is a kind of an arch archetypal concept of of woman that is not the typical Eve concept or the... <clears throat> Mother Maiden Crone concept, or uh, the uh, the uh, the the Virgin Horror concept, all all of these tropes of, of of what women are supposed to be are old and and tired, and they're not really informing us at all. And I think that we have some potentially fresh energy in the form of Magdalena. Uh, anyone who's read books like The Da Vinci Code knows that there is a let's say potential whole. Um, branch of mythology and history lying 
behind uh, the, this name and this historical figure who was depicted by Leonardo in The Last Supper. The woman to the left. There's a woman. So a bunch of dudes at the table, and there is a woman sitting to the left of Jesus um, who is commonly understood to be Mary Magdalene. Um, so uh, whatever that's about for you, we could certainly use some of that Magdalene energy. It, it seems to be, uh, among other things, one that is uh, that holds itself as, as equal to other people. I think how, how we enter the, uh, the, the, the transactions and interchanges we have with people matters a lot. And my sense is that, um, that Mary Magdalene enters the, the conversation with a presumed equality not superiority, not inferiority, but equality. It can happen. It's kind of freaky, huh? Okay, so um, this chart contains a number of interesting features. Uh, I have gone over in great detail the Yod pattern involving Mars and Mercury conjunct Pholus and then Hebe. So that pattern uh, stretches from... Uh, Gemini to Leo to Capricorn, and uh, and and you have the article, or maybe have access to that art- article that breaks that down. Uh, there's more going on in this chart, but that Mars direct is in the pattern. Um, Mercury direct is in the pattern. In in this chart, Mercury is still in the same degree it was where it stationed retrograde a week ago. Um, it's only it's only moved about three quarters of a degree. Um, from from the time when it's stationed direct uh, on uh, on on what what day was that was that the that wasn't that long ago that was the 18th it was wait that was yesterday when did Mercury station direct uh, and Mars station direct uh, on the 12th so they're still sitting in the same degree that's meaningful because it means there's some kind of a sustained conversation that 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 is trying to happen and the, the conversation may require adjusting or adapting your viewpoint or it may require raising your awareness level and getting a better sense of what is going on around the whole scenario rather than just the way you or one other person sees it. Um, in, in this chart, there are uh, deep issues of uh, self-confidence that are, are raised and there are also uh, matters associated with this thing that is called codependency. Now, I realize that uh, in, in the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, there's one concept of codependency that's kind of like clinical codependency. Uh, and then there's also the, uh, the colloquial uh, usage of the term, which seems to be a little like you can't live with them and you can't live without them. And the, the ensuing struggle is a codependent struggle. And any time there's something like that going on, and this chart affirms it in, in at least two different places, uh, check for the influence of uh, drugs and alcohol of, of any kind. This includes prescription meds and modest drinking, heavy drinking, modest drug use, heavy drug use, cannabis, whatever. Um, um, n- neither it nor quote-unquote astrology is saying this is bad. I think that um, that that um, 
changing consciousness is part of the human experience, and it's likely this goes back a very long time, if we're to even uh, meekly consider the ideas of Terence McKenna, uh, you know, who has a whole theory of humanity awakening to its inherently divine nature for a while when psychedelic mushrooms were available on the savannah, and we have that memory, and then they went away, and uh, and we were basically left with uh, rotting grain and and drinking alcohol uh, for, for the next God knows how many millennia. So where you have a situation that seems like you can't make sense out of it, you can't go back, you can't go forward, you can't stand still, check the influence of um, of alcohol and drugs of, of any kind and at least account for it. I'm not saying blame it or take responsi- take take responsibility away from yourself or blame, saying whatever, go to rehab. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying what's the influence? What Maybe it's unknown, right? So at least you say, ah, unknown influence seems to be around a lot. Not around at all. Hmm. Okay, so let's go over a number of other features in the chart. Um, we've already talked about uh, Pholus conjunct Mercury. That's the that's the influence of the multi generational influence of alcohol. And by the way, this is saying go all the way back to your great grandparents and get a sense of what the influence of um, and for those folks, it's going to be often it'll be alcohol. Though for our parents' generation, a lot of them did. A lot of Valium. Some of them are on, you know, twenty years of Prozac and and all of this. So Mercury Folus, then Sun. Uh, sorry, Mars Achilles. That's the that is the false lack of confidence issue, particularly in women. False lack of confidence. Um, additionally, uh, the, we have some more well, more conjunctions. There's a lot of conjunctions in this chart. One of them that is just spectacular is Venus. Sorry, Jupiter the other Venus, Jupiter conjunct Juno as the most elevated um, aspect in the chart. Uh, Juno and Jupiter were consorts in the Roman pantheon. They were the king and queen of the gods. And here, in this case, in this chart, they are in a conjunction. The conjunction can only happen approximately every 13 or 14 years or so. I've never looked at this one uh, carefully, um, but it, it's not going to be very often. Let's uh, let's take let's take a look at that. Well, while we're here, and let's give that some uh, some some verified data. Jupiter conjunct Juno. Jupiter conjunct Juno. Last time that happened. Okay, so it 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 happens somewhat often. The most recent one was 2015. That was that. That's eight years ago. The previous one was uh, two thousand and nine. Previous to that, two thousand and one. This seems to be on an eight-year cycle. I've never studied the cycle, but it's on an eight-year cycle. And here's what I think about Juno. Really means two things. Well, three things. One is that it can be um, stricken with envy and jealousy. The second thing is that it can represent the bone of contention that keeps coming up in relationships. 
Um, there, this is like the red herring issue, the thing that can't be resolved, the things that's always going to be there, whatever. Uh, Juno can can represent that. Jupiter will have a way of magnifying that, so you may get a look at what the bone of contention is. The third thing that Juno represents, and I had a hard time understanding this until I saw it in action a number of times, and then it became much more dependable. There is an advocacy angle of Juno. And advocacy means standing up for people who are less influential than you are, who have less power than you do, who have less money than you do, who generally have less or are in some way disadvantaged. And we in our society do a lot of every man for himself. We, we do a lot of, well, that's your problem, not my problem. Sorry, I don't want to think about that. I don't really care what you're going through. And it's not always spoken out loud. Sometimes it is. Usually it's just like, oh, we're expected to look the other way and go get on with our business and all that stuff and not inconvenience ourselves or dirty our hands. Or, um, or I think more often the issue is le less about that and more about, well, I don't really want to think about that. I don't want to have to go there. I don't want to have to look at that in my own life. I don't have to, I have to, whatever. So, um, in any event, what Juno Jupiter to me is saying is when you have an opportunity to stand up for someone or to do something right that benefits someone else in some way, and you know that it does, that's the thing to do. Okay, next, there's a conjunction of Venus to Saturn. Uh, this is uh, this ha happens about every year. Um, it is um, how do we say this? In this aspect, uh, it's in Aquarius, where where Saturn is uh, the 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 dominant planet. Um, Venus is uh, not quite herself in Aquarius, but there ha there's a kind of a hyper intelligent avatar quality that does not always filter through to emotional intelligence so so venus and aquarius is what we get of feminine aquarius feminine uh, uh qualities and emotional um resonance in the style of aquarius which is less emotional we're not emotional at all or it intellectualizes its emotions this is conjunct saturn uh, there, there may be some mildly depressive feeling here. Work through it. This will move quickly. And um, if, if you do the work of this kind of aspect, particularly involved, involving Saturn, uh, you, you always benefit in some way. And as Patrick Walker said of Saturn, it always gives more than it takes away. Okay, uh, last conjunction for this discussion is Vesta conjunct Neptune. So uh, if you've been listening to recent Planet Wave Starcast, you'll uh, know that I've been talking a lot about Vesta and Vesta's role in sexual healing. And um, th there is, um, there's, a, there's an issue here that I have not brought up yet, which is the fun issue, which is the issue of uh, sexual healing and recovery can be Tremendous fun, and when they're working well, they are tremendous fun because you are uh, taking possession of your resources, and you're taking, um, you know, you're, you're taking possession of your own resources, and th and that means once you've done that, you get to use them, you get to experiment, explore, and experience who you are and what you want, and this is very important. So there's something a little bit indulgent about Vesta conjunct. 
uh, Ju- uh, ne- Neptune, sorry, because it, we have that um, altered state of consciousness as well as the spiritual state associated with Neptune. Um, th- there can be tremendous creativity in Neptune also, but it needs to have a boundary around it in the style of Saturn or, for example, Vesta. So Neptune works very well when contained. So you want to contain that um, that emotional body of Neptune in Pisces without extinguishing the fire of ne- of, of of sorry <laughs> got a lot of planets going here of Vesta Vesta the fire goddess whose glyph is a chevron circled right at the upper what side upper right side of the chart you can see them together they Vesta's got a twenty two Neptune has got a 23. By the way, they are in a minor aspect to, to Venus and, uh, and, and Saturn. And there's a number of other things. For example, Pluto and Eris in that approximate degree range. Uh, so in any event, um, Vesta conjunct Neptune is saying that maybe we can have some fun on the indulgent side of this healing process and um, live it up a little bit, and uh, I think that the use of substances needs a real conversation, which we don't give it. We usually either usually get the leave me alone or a moralistic position, uh, and I, I think that in the journey of consciousness, uh, the conscious use and discussion of the matter of substances is very, very helpful. It's necessary. We do this thing where we have the ability to change our minds, but then there's a, a taboo about talking about it, and then there, there's you know, this uh, feeling there's always going to be somebody in the room accusing you of being an addict. And then what do you say to that? Because the definition of addict in, in recovery programs is like, Spoke one cigarette and you're addicted to everything. So we need a realistic viewpoint. And I think that part of the discussion of Vesta Neptune is let's set a boundary around that and have the conversation in that safe space and figure out what the right thing for us as individuals and the people around us to do is. All right. On that note, I will leave you the slightly long-winded accounting of the astrology. Um, I, again, I have uh, covered this chart in the horoscope that that uh, is, is either below or available on the subscriber feed. And we'll be moving on to new and exciting Aquarian adventures over the next few days and weeks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your business more than anything. Thank you for your time and your trust invested in uh, listening the words that I have to say. Lots of love to you and bye for now.